Our scripture reading this morning is taken from the book of Matthew 28, 16 through 20. That would be page 1550 in your pew Bibles. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The word of God for the people of God. Friends, I invite you to join me in prayer this morning. Holy and gracious God, as we look for a word from you this morning, a word of living for these days, a word of hope, a word of peace, God, fill us with your Holy Spirit, kindle in us the fire of your love. May we leave this place changed, different from when we came in. We ask in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. It was Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. January 2009, and I was sitting on the George Washington Bridge on a Friday at 4.30 p.m., and I was terrified. My hands were white-knuckling the steering wheel of my 1999 Hyundai Accent. I had all my possessions in this little two-door car that I kind of had to put on me to fit in. I had the GPS there, the coordinates for Drew Theological School, and I was ready to go. Now, here's something that I learned later about GPSs. (laughs) You can set it for the shortest route, or you can set it for uh, avoiding tolls, going a, a more scenic place, avoiding highways. I had it set for the shortest distance. Now, I was born and raised on the coast of Maine. From Maine to Madison, New Jersey, guess what the shortest distance is? Right through New York City over the George Washington Bridge. So I remember sitting there in traffic, feeling the bridge move a little bit, as I know bridges are supposed to, but whoa, that was scary. And I was ready to find a place to turn around and to drive back home. Oh, I was scared. I was filled with fear. I had never driven in anything larger than a two-lane highway before. And here I was, the George Washington Bridge, 4.30 Nelson on a Friday afternoon. Oh, I was scared. But at the same time, you know sometimes when we feel the most fear, the Bible's true, there's that still small voice that prompts us forward, that spurs us onward. As Hector said, the the Holy Spirit who lives with us, who moves us, moves us forward. I, I kept going. Somehow I made it over the bridge, through New York, into New Jersey, and here I am. <laughs> Fear and hope, doubt and faith, living together. Friends, do you find resonance in that? Does that describe you at times? Does maybe that describe you right now in this moment? I think that's the journey of following Jesus. 
It's a mixture of faith and doubt, of hope and fear. If you listen carefully to the words Judy read from the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel writer records for us that Jesus has called the eleven disciples to the mountain. And do you know what the writer said? They worshipped Him, and some doubted. They worshipped Him, and some doubted. Even the disciples, they worshipped and they doubted. Fear and hope, faith and doubt, living together. Friends, I think that describes the life of a disciple. It described me sitting on that bridge. It described me at so many points in my life along the way as I have sought to follow God's call in my life. Fear and doubt, living together. Like those disciples who even though some doubted, they still showed up, didn't they? They still followed Jesus to the mountain. They didn't have the answers. The scripture writer is very clear and very honest that some doubted, yet they still came. They still followed. And Jesus, in that moment, as he's empowering them, authorizing them, sending them out to go forth, To make disciples of all nations. To baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And teach them to obey. Two of the core components of discipleship. The triune life. The Father who sent the Son into the world for the salvation of all people. And the Holy Spirit who then mediates the benefits of what Christ has done to us. And allows us to live out a life of discipleship. The triune life. Part of what it means to be a disciple. And then obedience. Obedience to what Jesus has taught us. You know what obedience is, friends? Obedience is showing up even when we doubt. Obedience is going to the mountain, following the call of Jesus, listening for His voice, looking where He's going, following where He leads, even though inside us perhaps we're filled with fear. That's what it means to obey. It all comes down to Jesus. See, Jesus, when they come to the mountain, and here's a, friends, here's a, here's a tip in the scriptures. When we find Jesus on a mountain, or when we find a mountain setting, something important is about to happen. Where does Moses get the Ten Commandments? Where does Elijah show that the God of Israel is greater than the gods of Baal? Where does Jesus, in Matthew chapter 5, Gather and start to teach what it means to live in the kingdom of God. The Sermon on the Mount. Where does Jesus take the three disciples and go up and is transfigured and Moses and Elijah appear on a mountain? So here's Jesus on a mountain. This is important. For close readers of our scripture text and and good listeners, we know that this is something important. This is something to which we must pay attention. Jesus is on the mountain And here, he authorizes and empowers his disciples to make disciples. But he goes further than just that. He goes further than just that. And friends, this is what makes Christianity different than any other worldview, any other religion. Jesus does not just give them a set of principles. He does not give them uh, ethical and moral guidelines or religious teachings. He gives them his very self. I will be with you, 
even to the end of the age. He's with us in a way that is mystery, that is beyond our ability to get our rational minds around. He's here with us right now. And he is still looking. He's still calling for people to come and then to go. He's still calling us even now. Friends, as we begin this journey together, this is what it's all about to me. And if it ever becomes anything less or anything more than this, please stop me and correct me. It's all about Jesus. It's all about the one who has called us and who says, live a life saturated in the triune God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we baptize in that name, and then we obey, and in doing so, we go out and we teach others. That's what it's all about. Every missions program, every Sunday school program, every small group, every program, all our teaching and worship. Friends, if it's not about Jesus, we might as well close the doors and leave. It's all about Jesus. Karl Barth, the great Swiss theologian of the 20th century, was delivering a series of lectures at the University of Chicago Divinity School in the 1960s. And he was near the end of his life. And in fact, when he was delivering those lectures, he was quite sick, unbeknownst to the faculty and the students who had gathered there to hear him. And so he had delivered a series of lectures over two days, and the next day he had fallen quite ill, and in fact he would pass away not long after that. Well, they had prepared for a time of questions and answers from the student body. And Karl Barth, his church dogmatics, one of the most prolific theologians of the 20th century, there were people lined up out the door, ready and waiting to ask him questions. And here he was, seated in the front with the, the Divinity School president. And because of his health and his condition, he, he really did not have the stamina and could not take all these questions. And so he said he would just take one, that the Divinity School president would ask him on behalf of the student body. And so he's there, and the question was this. In all, in your decades of pastoring, of researching and writing, of teaching, publishing, what is the greatest theological insight that you have ever gleaned? What would you like to leave with the student body? Well, the reports say that he sat in his chair and put his hands on his chest and closed his eyes, looked back, and then through labored breathing, he said, of all the things that I have learned, it's this. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. It all comes down to Jesus. Friends, we can be the most accomplished person in the world. We can have the most knowledge. We can have the biggest church with the greatest programming. And if it's not about Jesus and his love that reconciles us to God and allows us to go out into the world to serve in his name, then it's for nothing. I know this church takes that call seriously. The call to go, to make disciples. To live as Jesus would have us live. To do his will in the world. To proclaim that it's all about Jesus. Friends, that's the mission before us. That's what I hope that we can link up and endeavor to do. 
as we seek to serve Him in the world. Friends, it's all about Jesus. Remember this. No matter how you feel this morning, whether you're fearful, you've got this new guy in front of you that you don't quite know. Fear and doubt, hope and faith together, like those disciples who showed up at that mountain, ready to listen to the words of their teacher. Let these words ring in your ear. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Amen.